Hi, babes. Guess what? We have a new segment on the block. It is Wednesday, and that means that we are launching the newest segment of the Bay Bay of Podcast called Women to Watch, where I sit down and chat with some of the most badass babes in their industry, babes that are blazing some trails, also some babes that are really just getting some shit done and following their dreams and jumping into their passion projects. So I'm so excited that you guys are here to listen on an additional episode this week. And uh, stay tuned and make sure to follow them on social media when you're done um, and give them all the support that they deserve. Thank you so much. And I can't wait for you guys to see who's up next. Oh my gosh, you guys. Happy Women to Watch Wednesday. And I had Helen Keller set up for this Wednesday, but something tragically happened last weekend um, with the death of Naomi Judd, a freaking country legend. So I figured that I could bump Helen for next week and then figure out this now. So um, a little bit off the cuff, (laughs) a lot of my information is actually coming from uh, Naomi Judd's Wikipedia page, as well as Rolling Stone. So um, first and foremost, um, if you are ever experiencing, um, mental health issues, depression, all of those things in your life, I'm so sorry for you. Um, May is mental health month, um, mental health awareness month, if you will. Um, and so basically there are a lot of resources at your disposal, Um, I'm not a professional in the mental health field, but if you need an ear to listen to, I will gladly lend it. Um, But there is some really great information um, where you can get the assistance that you need. And so I'll put all that information in the show notes and um, we're just so sad to hear of her passing. And so I wanted to kind of chat more about um, Naomi Judd, her career, how amazing she was as an individual. Um, and so first and foremost, we're going to chat about what's kind of on her, um, Wikipedia page. I will post some awesome photos up on the grid so you guys can look back as well. Um, and basically we're going to do a little recap of the top 10 songs you must know. Thanks to Rolling Stone, um, from Naomi and Winona Judd. Um, so first and foremost, Naomi Judd, born Diana Ellen Judd, January 11th, 1946, um, to unfortunately, April 30th, 2022. She was an American singer and actress, and she and her daughter, Winona, performed the country music duo, The Judds, that was formed in 1983. She was conducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame the day after her death, which would have been May 1st, um, 2022. So she was born to Pauline Ruth Polly and Charles Lynn Judd on January 11th, 1946, as I said, um, in Ashland, Kentucky. Her father owned a gas station, and in 1965, her, fr- her brother Brian died of leukemia at the age of 17. Naomi's Judd, Naomi Judd's first child, Christina Simonella, later Winona Judd, was born when Judd was 18, and after the birth of her daughter Ashley in April of 1968, who later became a film and stage actress. In the end of her marriage to Michael Simonella, Judd brought up both daughters as a single parent, first attending nursing school at California's College of Marin um, while living nearby in Lagunitas, Lagunitas, California, sorry, 
um, and later becoming a successful singing career with her daughter, Winona. So let's talk a little bit about the Judds. Um, with her daughter, Winona Judd, Naomi formed the highly successful singing duo known as the Judds. As country music's most famous mother-daughter team, they scored 20 top 10 hits, including 15 at number ones, and went undefeated for eight consecutive years at three major country music awards shows. They won five Grammy Awards and a vast array of other awards and honors. Naomi won a Country Song of the Year Grammy for writing Love Can Build Bridge. And we'll talk more about that song later because it is a jam. If you know, you know. So in 1991, the Judds broke up soon after Naomi was diagnosed with hepatitis C. The band's farewell concert was the most successful event in cable pay-per-view history. Yes, I said cable. If you know, you know. In 1991, Judd created the Naomi Judd Education and Resource Fund to raise awareness of hepatitis C and use the strength of her experiences as a spokesmodel for the American Liver Foundation. In 1993, she received the Golden Plate Award of the Academy Award of Achievement. She also continued to act, and in 1999, she starred as Lily Waite in the film A Holiday Romance. In 1999, AKA the, girl, the year this girl graduated high school, the judge reunited for a New Year's Eve concert in Phoenix at the America West Arena with Ashley as the MC. In 2000, the judge reunited again for their Power, of, Power to Change tour, sorry about that, performing to over 300,000 people in 30 different dates. The duo was nominated as the Academy of Country Music's Top Vocal Duo of the Year in 2001, and from 2003 to 2004, Judd judged on the revamped version of Star Search, hosted by Arsenio Hall. If you guys know anything about Star Search, it was the jam for singing talent on television. Way before American Idol, way before The Voice, Star Search is the OC, OG of awesomeness. In 2005, Judd began Naomi's New Morning, a talk show on Sunday mornings on the Hallmark Channel. Huh, I have no idea. Uh, the show lasted two seasons. She's also the author of several self-help books, including Naomi's Guide to Aging Gratefully, Facts, Myths, and Good News for Boomers. That was published in 2007. I'm sure you can get it on Amazon now. In 2008, Judd joined a new television reality competition called can you duet as a judge and mentor? And the show aired on CMT. In 2011, Judd appeared alongside actress Laura Prepon in the Lifetime television movie, The Killing Game. And if you don't know who Laura Prepon is, she was on the 70s show and Orange is the New Black. And she's a great cook. So check that out. I think she has a cookbook too. In 2014, she starred as Honey in an Evergreen Christmas. In 2007, Judd competed with her husband in the first season of Fox Broadcasting reality cooking series, My Kitchen Rules. Um, personal life and death. Judd's second marriage was on May 6, 1989 to Larry Strickland of the Palmetto State Quartet. Cool. Judd's, Judd had suffered a long time from depression and a decade after, sorry, a decade before her death, the depression worsened and was accompanied by anxiety, panic attacks, and suicidal thoughts. The medications prescribed to her were including lithium, produced side effects, including facial edema, alopecia, and tremors, which caused for further emotional distress, as we can all 
gather and guess. So on April 30th, 2022, she died by suicide near Nashville, Tennessee at the age of 76. Announcing her death, her daughters tweeted in part, today we sisters experienced a tragedy. We lost our beautiful mother to the disease of mental illness. So like I said, I'll be putting in the show notes, lots of resources. If you need help, get help. If you need an ear, I'm here for you. Don't worry, babes. I'd never leave you hanging in the middle of an episode. It's time for an ad. So don't worry your pretty little heads. If this is not your jam, it's cool to fast forward just a little bit, but I think you'll want to stick around and hear what's up next. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the rest of the episode. Um, But to go on to some fun, if you have no idea who the Judds are, I'm really sorry, but also I'm going to be going over um, Naomi and Winona's 10 essential songs. First and foremost, thank you Rolling Stone for putting this article out. Um, actually yesterday. Um, and this is written by Jonathan Bernstein and Stephen L. Betts and John Freeman and Joseph Hudak, H-U-D-A-K. Sorry if I spelled that wrong or said that, pronounced it incorrectly. Um, so the mother and daughter duo of Naomi and Winona Judd provided country music in the 80s with a crucial counterpoint, counterpoint to their male peers like Alabama and George Strait, effortlessly balancing toughness and vulnerability like no one else. This is true. We love a power duo, especially when they're women. Thanks to their family vocal chemistry and a staggering run of its hits, including Mama, He's Crazy, Rockin' with the rhythm of the rain and grandpa tell me about the good old days the judds stand as one of country's most successful duos these are their 10 most here tracks so first up 1985's hit have mercy i'm not going to play any of these um songs like not any of these snippets because i don't have the copyright <laughs> i didn't ask so um, I'm just going to read about it and then I'll link the article. If you guys want to go hear the songs, you're more than welcome to do that. I'm sure there are plenty of Spotify playlists or Apple music. No shout out to those avenues. If you wanted to pull up those tunes, I'm sure they're going to be really awesome from here on out. Um, living an amazing legacy. So a fiery belter on record and a moment of ecstatic solidarity in the judges stage show have Mercy was written by Englishman Paul Kennerly, who eventually teamed both musically and romantically with Emily Harris. Also, if you're hearing any of these names you don't know, please go research because they are icons and legends in the country music genre. Uh, producer Brent Mayer played the song for Winona and Naomi on their bus in Jackson, Mississippi. Great golf course, by the way, if you've never been, I highly recommend, um, where they were set to perform. First, they heard it and they just jumped up and down, he recalled. I think the line that grabbed Winona was, I hear you was playing Haggard and Jones. I mean, are you kidding? Are you kidding? Next up is the 1984 Mama, He's Crazy. Romantic yet tentative with a hint of drama. You know how we like it over here. Um, with just a bit, yeah, with just a hint of drama. It's fitting that Mama, He's Crazy, songwriter Kenny O'Dell was inspired by a line he heard in a day daytime soap opera. O'Dell, who had also wrote the country pop classic Behind Closed Doors, was working with the Judds to develop, to develop them into a full-fledged recording act. He tailored what would become their first number one, specifically for Naomi and Winona, and at the same time, affording listeners a subtle reminder of the mother-daughter mother relationship. 
Winona, still in high school, wearing braces and going out with her first boyfriend, would later continue the habit of poignantly expressing her emotions to her mom in song. Naomi's strong yet subtle harmony provided support for her daughter that came straight from and went straight to the heart. Number three, baby, maybe your baby has got the blues, 1987. You guys, I was six years old at this time. This is like so iconic for me. I just love it. When the Judd's sound often reflected at their hard scrabble country roots, um, here's one that captures the deep South with easygoing romanticism. A year after experiencing major success with Tina Turner's recording of What's Love Got to Do With It, that song's co-author, Graham Lyle, teamed with the CMA-nominated tunesmith, Troy Seals, to offer a bit of advice to their fellow men when it comes to anticipating and meeting a woman's emotional needs. Pause for dramatic effect. As sweet as it is heartbreaking, with a vibrant yet gentle melody, the duo's life lesson was delivered with more than just a little of their own hard-won experience. Love it. Uh, number four, 1984's Why Not Me. Among the most powerful elements in the Judd's distinct acoustic sound was guitarist Don Potter, whose slippery notes throughout this Grammy-winning tune emphasized the duo's penchant for playfulness while underlying their steely determination. These guys are good writers. Good job, Rolling Stone. Written by the Judd's producer, Brent Mayer again, with songwriting titans Harlan Howard and Sonny Throckmorton. Ooh, that's a fun one. It originated with a melody from the latter, whose only protest to his co-writers was that he would rather have been fishing that Sunday. Are you kidding me? I digress. And although inspired to craft the lyrics to the duo's unique personalities, Howard was convinced Why Not Me was a weak title. His solution, repeat the title phrase so frequently it would become impossible to forget. It spent two weeks at number one and became an undeniable smash for the duo, hitting their creative stride. Funny how that works out, right? Number five, 1984's Girls Night Out. Here we go, G&O babes, let's do it. This lively two-step number from the Judd's debut album, Why Not Me, was actually written by a couple of dudes. <laughs> Producer Brent Mayer and Jeffrey Bullock. No matter what, uh, Naomi and Winona understood the assignment as always and turned the composition into a rowdy anthem of working class, single life that twists, that twirls, I'm sorry, around the dance floor thanks to the nimble guitar licks of Don Potter and Eddie Bears. Sprite sprightly yeah drums sorry words are hard there are a lot of women who don't have a date on friday night winona said in the billboard billboard book of number one country hits i've been there so what do you do you get a group you get together with your girlfriends you sit and talk about how ornery and troublemaking men are and you forget about your troubles and you go out and you have a ball millions of women as well as men can relate Number six, 1986, Grandpa, Tell Me About the Good Old Days. I love this song. Country music doesn't want songs, doesn't want for songs pining for better times. Unfortunately, many of those good old days lyrics celebrate an era that wasn't all that hospitable to some folks or one that didn't even exist at all. The Jed's Gentle 1986 Ballad off their LP, Rockin' 
with the rhythm. Sorry, W's and R's are hard for me. Uh, mostly avoided that plot that problem, choosing instead to focus on promises kept in the family bond. Naomi and Winona knew a lot about both at the time. They pictured holding each other tight on the album's cover. Grandpa, everything is changing fast. We call it progress, but I just don't know. The mother-daughter seeing at one point questioning the lightning quick speed of the decade. But even then, the Judds resisted passing judgment. Instead, they were happy to settle for a story about the days gone by rather than to change an unwritten future. Number seven, 1990s Love Can Build a Bridge. Sorry, the dog wants it. <laughs> Naomi Judd co-wrote this tearjerker title, title track to the Judd's final album shortly before she announced her retirement. In her 1993 memoir, she recalled writing the beginning of the song after witnessing an argument between two men. I finally come to the realization that the only way I will ever get through to Y and Ashley is when I stayed calm, rational, and loving, Judd wrote, referring to the song's lyric, the first step is to realize that it all begins with you and me. She exclaimed that she was suggesting, in essence, it's better to light one small candle than to curse the darkness. The song became a symbol of the group's bond in ensuing decades. It was the longest song Naomi and the Judds ever sang together when the Judds reunited at the CMT Awards just a few weeks before her death. Number eight, 1985's Cry Myself to Sleep. Paul Kennerly initially pitched Cry Myself to Sleep to then-wife Emily Harris, who felt like it didn't fit her and suggested he see if the Judds wanted it instead. How oh, nice, Emily. Appreciate that. Naomi and Winona recorded it for their second album, Rockin' with the Rhythm, with producer Brent Mayer at the helm, and eventually it became one of the duo's eighth number one. Their signature acoustic country sound is present here in the blues-influenced guitar work, but it's also spiked with a taut new wave pulse and bursts of classic rock bombast like a country-fried version of Heart. I love it. Winona's range as a singer is also on full display, cool and restrained as she coos. You know, I can't do more than heartbroken and frustrated as she gives an Elvis Presley-like growl while, or with Naomi providing the sultry low harmonies. It's a good one. You better go listen. Next up is 1985's Rockin' with the Rhythm of the Rain. The Judd's seventh number one was a grooving throwback rock and roll number that featured all of their signature harmonies. Oh, sorry. Featured also, as always, their signature harmonies. Sorry, long day at work. I would sort, I was sort of back up on her lines, Naomi Judd said of the vocal interplay between her and Winona on this 1985 barn burner. Love it. Love that. Andrew Chia puts on Fraper. The song also marked the first time songwriters Brent Mayer and John Schlitt, Schlitt, Don Schlitz ever wrote together. I started playing a shuffle rhythm on my guitar and Don said, I like that groove. Mayer recalled in 2001. But according to Naomi, the song could be traced back to talks that longtime collaborator Brent Mayer had with the group on the front porch of their country home. Brent and I were talking about how could we come up with our own unique sound, just swinging back and forth, and it started raining a little bit, as she said in 2007. And I said, here we are, just rocking with the rhythm of the rain. I mean, if life does not imitate art, are you kidding? Yes, please. All right, 1989's 
Young Love, Strong Love on May 6, 1989, 10 years after they first met. My Naomi Judd um, married singer Larry Strickland. That same day, the Judd celebrated another milestone as this tender and res resolute ballad became their 13th chart-topping single. Goal. Single. Another contribution from Paul Kennerly, who wrote it in collaboration with Kent Robbins. The song combines vivid Springsteen-esque imagery and one of Wise's most assured and lovely vocal performances. That the song's aspiring couple, Billy and Bonnie, would wed, have a child, and make it through hard times would offer the gift of hope to countless others, something mother and daughter would need to call upon when Naomi was diagnosed with hepatitis C and forced to retire in the early 90s. There you guys go. That's the top 10 essential songs you must know from Winona and Naomi Judd. And like I said, in the show notes, it's going to be extensive details and info if you need help in regards to mental health. Um, one great avenue I know that I've been using lately is BetterHelp. I'm sorry, I don't have a code yet, but <laughs> it's been awesome. Um, so thank you guys for tuning in this week to Women to Watch Wednesday. If you're watching this on socials, uh, this is something that I like that you should fucking buy. My girl, Christina Hanat has started her own hat painting company called Piper Berlin Hat Co. Please follow her on Instagram, but that is my things I like this week that you should fucking buy. Because she hand-painted it this for me. Let me see. It says, feeling baby F. It says, a woman's place is on top. That's right, babe. Because butterflies and flowers, and I just love it so much. All right, you guys. That's this week's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, go check out some of the songs. I'll put in some of my Spotify playlists in the show notes as well, but I hope you guys have an amazing week and I can't wait for you guys to stay tuned to Friday's episode. So talk to you soon. Love you bunches. First and foremost, thank you so much for listening to me talk endlessly and with amazing people. Um, I'm so thankful that y'all are here and please don't forget to like, share, subscribe, follow all of the things on all the platforms. And if you don't know where to find me on social media, I am at the babe AF pod on Facebook and Instagram. You can also reach me via email. If you want to collab interview, have a fucking cocktail. I don't know. Um, the babe af pod at gmail.com um please make sure to review also that's amazing um i just want to hear from you and let me know how much you like it because i can't get better and i can't help you get better unless we do it together so hope you guys have an amazing day and don't forget when in doubt just fucking dance it out have a great week and we'll see you back next friday